I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Guten Abend or Tag or Morgen. I think I could. No, I said day, night. Okay, for all the Germans out there, thank nah. you for listening to, to Going Off Track. Stephen with Jonah and Brad. Today is a very, very special, fun episode. If there was a band that defined buzz, if there was a band that defined, I don't know, the underground, I think it would be Death Heaven. Yes, Death Heaven. Uh... Everyone loves their new record, Sunbather, including including me. You've uh, been talking about this forever, and I I've finally been, listened to it, and I was like, damn. Yes, I reviewed it for the AV Club, and I've written a lot about it. And uh, yeah, it's a really interesting record. It's very kind of polarizing to people, and other people love it. And it's got elements of just, I guess, black metal, but also to me it reminds me of Envy and these kind of screamo bands, but it also has these kind of shoegazy elements. It's a very... That's the part I dug about it. Yeah. The, the guy had some, like, My Bloody Valentine with screams. For sure. Yeah, it's a really it's a really interesting record. And uh, Folks be talking, and we be talking to them, and uh, we are very thrilled to have them here. Yes, so Def Heaven was nice enough to come by the studio. Um, so thrilled that I'm not even there for yes, it. Yes, <laughs> Stephen wasn't there, but we did have um, our friend Brian Cook from Russian Circles, who has toured with Def Heaven. Thank you, Brian, um, for joining us yes. and hanging out, because I was away. Yeah, and that's a lot of due to play super heavy, really epic music in one room. And I felt like I was like, these guys can tell what a bad guitar player I am. Oh, please. <laughs> please, United Nations, you know they all have your records. Yes. But uh, but yeah, um, Def Heaven, amazing. Brian was great. So this is, they have a really good relationship from touring. So it was um, a little bit different. It was weird not having you here. But um, I think it was... A really interesting interview, and uh, check it out. It's going All right, here we are. This is the first going off track we've ever had with a guest host. Hello. <laughs> so Brian Cook is here. I am. From Russian Circles, and we are joined with Deaf Heaven. How's it going? How's it going? Hey. It's going great. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves for our listeners? Not at all. Uh, my name is George, and I sing in Deaf Heaven. I'm Carrie. I play guitar. I'm Dan. I play drums. Awesome. And you guys have a show here tonight mm -hmm. at yeah, St. Vitus. Yeah. That is going to be really sweaty. It's going to yeah. be fucked up, man. <laughs> oh, is there, is there air conditioning? Not, not, there is no. an air conditioning. Yeah, there is, but that room gets, oh, yeah, gets yeah. tight, and it's sold out. I think it's going to be... 
It's going to be really sticky. gnarly. Sweltering okay. and yeah. sticky. Yes. Yeah. I've been afraid of this show. I don't <laughs> know if my body can take it. <laughs> and, we, and then we added a second one that's like, we play 4th of July also. And that's like a late show. It's like ten to two. We go in at one in the morning, and we're doing we're going to like a friend's barbecue at like two p.m. We'd be pre-gaming it for the we're previous twelve for literally hours. eleven hours oh, before man. you're on stage. <laughs> and then, and then we'll load out, yada yada. That'll take till like four a.m. And then we have to be up at eight to do eight hour drive to Cleveland to play another show. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. marriages, uh, the band that uh, is touring with us, like they agreed to do the fourth show, and I was just like, you know, it'd be cool. Um, Etc. But they didn't like understand the logistics until I explained it yesterday when we were in Philadelphia and Greg and Emma were both like Are you serious? serious. Yeah. Like, like why did you set this up this way? And we were like Just a masochistic schedule. It sounded good at the time and, and now uh if my liver can push through till Friday I'll be very lucky and happy. Yeah. Can you guys Drink before you play because I feel like physically it must be so demanding. Not not only can we, but <laughs> we, I personally have to. Have yeah, to. it's a must. We were in, we were in Stockholm and on this last Euro tour, and we played like a weird straight edge venue, and I actually messed up more than I'd ever <laughs> messed up that that show because I hadn't drank at all. Yeah, yeah you did. dropped your pick. I dropped my pick during riff. the first <laughs> opening. <laughs> first something, something is missing during that set. Yeah, and I think we we figured out what it was. Exactly. But for me personally, I play drums, so it's a kind of a physical endurance test. And like it's almost it sounds terrible to say, but it's almost like a painkiller in a way. It'll be blasting for you know ten minutes straight, and if I'm a little drunk, I can't really feel it as much. So that kind of comes in handy on occasion. <laughs> yeah, I definitely use it for confidence, and and I just you know I just enjoy it in general. <laughs> but we yeah, I mean, this guy we used to we were getting wasted like, on that Euro all tour. off a ball with Jameson before yeah, the European stage. tour was like it was bad because it was like you start off the tour and you're like oh I'll have like a couple drinks before we play and I'll do a shot and it's like. I don't want a shot like mid set. Yeah, we start doing the mid set <laughs> shots. It's like, like, you know, it, it's like an hour and a half set, man. That's, there's time for like two shots. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like two shots, three beers. Exactly. We should we should try to pull like a dime bag tonight and just start pouring bottles in each other's mouths. God. <laughs> Why not? With it, yeah. <laughs> We're damn near there. Yeah, at the end of that Euro tour, it was like tolerance like, was so high, so high every night. Yeah, like crawling over like to put shots in front of the drum set <laughs> yeah. and like put them on top of the amps and stuff like that and we were like you were coming out with like three tall cans and, and two shots <laughs> and we were like a half hour yeah sure. we were playing, like, like, maybe 40 minutes <laughs> well it's because you sweat out yeah. all the alcohol you drink you gotta re-up i mean yeah. i just yeah. i just put it down yeah fuck it put it down for the team and we we're actually just talking about that the problem is that like you get used to like you know, having that tolerance, but also playing the show to burn it all off. That when you get home and you keep maintain that course, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, there's not even like anything. Yeah, I'm just actually this wasted. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Being at home, it, it's always such a dramatic change. You know, because not only like obviously with with drinking, just with everything, because everything just comes to a stop. And it's like, yeah, the day I get home, you know, I'm like, like either looking for a bottle of whiskey or wishing that I'd never seen well, cause you one stop, again. Well, because you stop getting booze for free every night, and so you realize, like, gee, like I gotta buy, a, like, a fifth before you even go to the bar now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got money Dave, Didn't Dave have, like, some issues with his doctor or something because of that? Yeah, he got, like, really bad, like, like 
weird acid reflux stuff. Yeah, because he was like all the whiskey. Yeah, his artist like you can't just problems. you can't like yeah. stop drinking after you've drank that hard for six weeks. You wean yourself off of it. Yeah. Well, Dave was going like Dave's not like a drinker when he's at home normally. So I think mm-hmm. like the adjustment into like that mode of touring was sort of a new thing. <laughs> yeah. You guys were the enablers. I we're think. absolutely really bad influence. Yeah. <laughs> In fact. um uh, the only one that's like really drinking or anything on this tour uh, for marriages is Greg, uh-huh. and and Emma, in fact, is like, no, like I don't want to do anything. I'm just gonna take it easy, which is totally cool. And Chris is drinking a little bit, but he's, he's Chris is down. It, he's keeping it mellow. But yeah, though. he's keeping it mellow. But like every <laughs> night, I'm like Emma, like you want a shot? <laughs> like, Please stop doing that. And I'm like, All right. You can see it in Greg's eyes, though. He, like, yearns for... Oh, he has the yeah. lust for a party. Yeah, yeah he wants like, a party so bad. Uh, one of these days. Probably tonight, Yeah, actually. I'm gonna make it happen tonight. Yeah, Let's sure. do it. Let's make it tonight. Not, yeah. Absolutely. Not tonight. They're staying at my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you and... Re- well, who, Reno has work early or something, so you yeah, guys can Yeah, he has to work tomorrow. Damn. So I'll, I'll hang out as late as possible, but when they venture back to the house, they have to... My landlord also lives downstairs. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Like, uh, yeah, you just have to be quiet. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think Reno more than made up for it last time we were here, <laughs> which was insanity. Yeah, uh, so funny. So my partner went to their last show when they were here. I was back in Chicago, but he got so hammered with them that he passed out on the subway <laughs> and like, wound up taking like one of the random trains way out to like, you know, eastern Brooklyn and like woke up basically at the end of the line was like, uh, <laughs> I had to like train all the way back to, to Manhattan and didn't end up getting home till like seven in the morning. Oh, oh my god, god. that is, I'm that, I'm bummed about that, but I'm also kind of stoked about. Yeah, that. I was I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, way to fucking do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, no, I'm so depressed. I'm such a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, it's it's all right, dude. It was sick. It happens to everybody. Yeah, I, I feel well, like we were raging. I felt like that really bonded with Reno like I had never bonded before that night. Yeah. I mean I mean that's it'll happen. Especially, you know, alcohol and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Which there's always the X plenty. factors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> X factors were came into play. Yeah, definitely definitely in the mix. Yeah. Now, are people sort of surprised when they meet you guys? Because I feel like, especially someday there, it's so intense that, like, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what these guys are going to be like. Are they going to be, like, brooding? Like, just, I mean, like, it, is that just, like, a cathartic thing for you? Do people, is it weird well, people's perceptions are that crosses over in your personality? N- I mean, um, we actually got asked this question from the dude from Invisible Oranges. It was like, I kind of expected you guys to just be, like, these kind of, like asshole like snobby metal dudes or or like whatever but like you know he was like stoked that we weren't like that and it's kind of just i think it's a little bit of is the the promos that we took people like kind of i just i just think that there is a difference between what you put out artistically and what you invest in what you take of like from yourself and invest into your art then you know then there is your day-to-day personality like it would be if 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 all I was was the record Sunbather and like the topics that are like being dealt with on that record, I'd be you know, the lamest dude. Well, ever. it goes back to like the whole, even like Justin Broadwick like farts in the van and laughs about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, nobody, you know, we met when we met Attila. Like Attila is this weird, jokey stoner techno I kinda, zombie. I kind of think of it as a like a magnification of a certain quality. Yeah. That you that you yeah. want to express artistically, and something we take very seriously, and obviously, but at the same time, nobody is like 
nobody on the planet is that bummed all the time or right. is that whatever yeah. that's I mean, stoked all the time that anything for me it's personally I, I definitely get catharsis from playing live just because you know it's so physical and i play really hard it's almost like an aggression thing you know just getting your aggressions out it's great therapy yeah, playing yeah percussion in general when you're in the moment you know yeah it's, it's just it's just an on-stage off-stage thing yeah. yeah yeah totally but yeah a lot of people are sometimes uh a lot of the time, our surprise, the, is, yeah. especially, and then the more you get to know us, like for like a week or two weeks, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, like, oh, these guys are like, you know, they're they're really mellow, and then a week later, it's like these guys act like they're fourteen, and yeah. then two weeks later, it's like he is seriously being a seven year old, and why is he dancing? Yeah, like, exactly. To like, like we, where were we? God, on that. Uh, oh, Estonia. So, was it no it was a uh, it was a uh, latvia i think what was that fest that terrible fest that went on oh that was estonia was yeah. that estonia yeah, yeah. where afterwards we, put we played on juicy j really J, loud yeah. and we were just like bumping but, it and the they got so and <laughs> um, we, so we weren't loading we were literally dancing on stage <laughs> that's again getting that hammered on that tour and that was like a week into that tour and we were already getting that hammered. oh yeah that's right <laughs> before we like, figured out what's wrong with a uh, mike's thumb yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, because the sound guy went and turned down Juicy J, and then one of us went back and turned it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. We did the exact same thing the other night in Birmingham, <laughs> <Yeah>. Alabama. <laughs> we're like uh, on stage, gigging Con- to the new Kanye yeah, while and, we were supposed and, to and actually. And YouTube, of course. And YouTube. Yeah. Just a little ugly mane. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably like attempt to conceal that a little bit more i feel like or our lack of maturity yeah. i don't know i feel like it. It, it's i like it because that's where mm-hmm. when when lucas was like these guys are really cool and i was like oh, okay like yeah i guess it's just keeping it 100 with everybody it's like, yeah 100 you know, being exactly. a real dude yeah. absolutely but the other interesting thing that me and brian were talking about is i reviewed the record for the av club and uh in the comments it's weird like what a polarizing album it is too if you see like so many people love it but other people are so like offended to like their core by it (laughs) and it was to me like that part i was like really man like this record yeah i mean you know uh people i don't know it's something it's something I, i once struggled with and now just try my best not to pay any attention to but I don't know. I had that same mentality, but when I was like like fourteen or something, right? You know, right. Like, yeah. like my bands were me. It's who you. It's and, people identify. Their identity is you know. It's like is what they listen is, to. Is I am a black metal guy instead of like I'm just a dude who likes hangs music. out with my friends and also likes black metal. Kind yeah. of. Right. Right. Yeah. It was interesting because I was at a bar and we were talking about a bunch of metal bands and then I was like, oh, Def Heaven show, really excited about this, and these good dudes were like, yeah, we don't listen. Like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, and I was just confused because I don't come from black metal. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's just like this is like a cool heavy record, and dudes were like, no, that's like, yeah, it's not so down. weird to me. Yeah, like it's kind, of, it's kind of a classic metal thing is elitism and you know closed mindedness in general, unfortunately. What? Yeah, I think it's like just a precedent centered by like Bursum or something where it's like, yeah, yeah like if you're going to be in a black metal band, you basically like can't be a public figure at all. Yeah. Or if you are a public figure, it has to be so like horrendous in the worst menacing, way. and yeah. menacing and yeah. like antisocial that like, you know, you can't really be that antisocial and be in a functional band. Ex- like it just exactly. doesn't work. You have to like work with other people. Or be like a so. functional human being really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to live in a cabin in the woods like and make records... That's fine, but like, 
you're going to actually like be in public at all, you have to be at least somewhat decent as a human being. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And nobody's going to want to work with a dude who's like, <laughs> you know, killing people. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, well, I mean, I, I mean, I would work with Varg, but other than that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're also very sus. So. True. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like I said, that's something I used to think about a lot because I was always confused by it. Also, like I understand not liking a record, totally fine. If you are a uh, you know music critic and you just genuinely do not enjoy the music and you make fine points for it and you pan the you know the hell out of it, all good. Like I would take that any day. You know, like I'm, we may not agree, but like I'll take it. But just being like, yeah, like personally offended, or uh, or just outright like angry about it. Like, there's so much other stuff to get angry over. Totally. You know, like, <laughs> like fucking read a newspaper. And get angry, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, like it, it, it's all and, it's all over the place. And people don't realize that by getting angry at it and like being like, I'm so pissed about this, I'm gonna write a comment like you're just actually helping us out you're talking you're about generating a dialogue our, our band. Yeah. press is good press yeah. so if you hate us just ignore us i would say yeah i feel Please. like half the discussion about liturgy was based on like how much people didn't like the manifesto exactly like, right yeah. and and but that was a, a, a thing that i've always been confused about also is We've never really put ourselves out as being like we're this, or we're you know? like, like, like we've never taken a stance. Not a manifesto. We've band. never done anything like that. <laughs> like anyone that knows us knows we're just dudes that make music. And I think it's the liturgy. People kind of compare us to liturgy, and so like they kind of just transfer their hatred for that. Or band just you know, like think that like there's these high levels of like pretension. It's totally not. Like, not like we're just yeah. like. Sunbather, as proud as I am of that record, and and I do think that we did, you know, what we set out to do, um, in terms of like just what we wanted to accomplish on the record. It was still us sitting in our shitty living room, you know, R- like just writing riffs. writing riffs and like talking about like whatever, you know, like yeah, just be- like hey, this is like a cool like cranberries part but like filtered through a dark throne like, <laughs> yeah that's, like, that's literally all it is and it's we i would never claim to be like you know we're changing the face of you know it's no, totally or, yeah, yeah it's, it's and people kind of assume that we like have that stance i feel like and i we totally don't yeah and so they combat it with uh extreme hate yeah <laughs> but and uh, but that's all that's all like online i've never come across any i've only had one experience in person, which is hilarious. It was uh, like our fucking. It was like our third. Show. It was in Germany. Oh, it was with no. It was in San Francisco <laughs> no, was with Marduk. Yeah, we, we opened, opened Marduk. for Marduk, which is like an extreme black metal band. Our styles are not similar, in the least. Uh, but I am a fan of that band, and it was like our third show ever. So not only do we not sound anything alike, but we're like shaky as fuck. We you know, barely know what we're doing, and uh, we played the set, and I felt decent about it it was a good crowd and i was like yeah okay that, that wasn't that bad and literally right when i walked off stage this dude like pushed my shoulder and i looked over him just thinking that like it was a friend or something right and he was just like you fucking suck and i was like <laughs> what and he, and he was like yeah you fucking suck <laughs> and i stared at him blankly i was kind of taken aback and i was like well i'm gonna get a beer yeah like, uh Cheers. We'll yeah. see you up front for Marduk. I wonder what that dude is up to now. Dude, who knows? But, but what, what, he, what he doesn't know is the fact that when we're like when Marduk sound checks, 
they wear full body Adidas. Like, yeah, they're like, Euro trash. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's like a light blue like Adidas pants with like their hair in a bun and like Nikes on. And they're nice. Like they're not. Yeah, like, yeah. That's and, a... and you know, <sighs> so it's it's like the it's like that famous photo of immortal playing and there's all the dummy cabs you know it's like people need to really relax and just see that like it's just a show i think people you know there's such an emphasis on authenticity you know and when it comes to black metal and being authentic it you know it's kind of like we're saying it just requires being such like an awful human being right right (laughs) and like i feel like you guys are pretty authentic but you're also just kind of like no like you know like dream house where it's like it sucks being poor and it'd be like nice to live somewhere decent. Yeah. Like, imagine that lifestyle. And someone that wants, you know, something that's just totally antisocial like, probably hears that. It's like, but that's not what black metal is supposed to be. Like, right. Like that. You actually seem like a real human being. And for some reason, that's like really upsetting to me. And <laughs> and that was all we we when we when we you, you hit the nail on the head. We just wanted to like make a band that sounded like we wanted to sound. And then just like, what if we just had this crazy idea with black metal where we just keep it real? Like all the time yeah we were just we just don't dress up and just act like we are who we are and write about stuff that we care about not and again not discrediting of any of the other bands that we're huge fans of that don't do that stuff but for me it's just not from not from norway not from the woods not i'm gonna write about or you know i'm gonna write guitar riffs that are you know stuff i like yeah that that's that's the greatest uh irony is like <clears throat> if i were to not keep it real and talk about you know either either like mythology or like or or you know like the forest or whatever you know people would be fucking loving it but it'd be far <laughs> less authentic but it'd be like it'd be like like why the hell am i talking about the trees right now i don't even like camping yeah <laughs> you know, like i live in a city for a reason yeah. and you know i'm scared of bees <laughs> <laughs> you scared the fuck out of me. Same, like, intensely. Yeah, like what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? Plus, I mean, you know, you know, all love to immortal. But have you seen like Abbott in interviews? He's a fucking weirdo kind of asshole. It's kind of tight. I like he has like the he has the cops and he has your sunglasses. Yeah, he does the yeah, he has the aviators. <laughs> the, in, the like, metallic a- aviators with like the the hair pulled back and the ponytail. That's tight, though. I mean, yeah, someone's awesome. got to do it. I know, I know. I, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm just saying, like... It's, it's just, not us. It's that he's, not, yeah. yeah. But that, what was that last video that they did with, like, the CGI, and they're all on the mountain? It was the last music video? Yeah. yeah. I forget what that song is even called. It's, it's so sick, but, I mean, it, then you look at that video, and then look at him in an interview, it's totally not the same dude. Yeah. I heard uh, some friends of mine played Roadburn, same year as Enslaved, and they're like, yeah, Enslaved were awesome, but it was just kind of a drag, because... Backstage, their drummer was like showing these photos on his phone of the dump that he had taken. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, like it kind of like demystified the whole thing. I mean, and we when we when we met Alcest, they were on that enslaved tour, and those dudes were just raging. And it was the same thing with Alcest. We're like, it's the same thing when you meet anybody who is supposed to be this crazy dude. Like I met. Uh, Stefan from Alsace, I was like, oh, this guy sees like visions and, and he's very serious about all that. And that's all he says. That's all true. But he's also just like talks about like, yeah, man, I'm, I've got to stop eating these cheeseburgers. I'm getting, I'm getting titties, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just like totally making jokes. It was the same thing. We met DeWitt from Integrity. Dude, I was like, this that is like is an extreme example. Like, this is, is like the darkest I mean, dude I mean, ever. And he was just like, 
Yeah, I'm dead with man. Let's get fucked up. You sound like, <laughs> like, like Creel. So I'm from Cleveland, and I so I've known Dwayne for a long time, and uh, yeah, that dude. And those guys rage, rage yeah. so hey, like their drummer got naked during their set. Yeah, and they rage in a really ig way. Like yeah, uh, they're eating like ribs and shit. Yeah, like like the whole backstage is like just Rib demolished region. ribs and like fucking like some kind of like cheap canned beer yeah oh no they were they had like uh otakringer or whatever and Dwight had like f two of them and then two in his big uh camo pockets, uh, pockets. Uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, he was also pants. like obsessed with don ho so it's like they, they would put out this zine where like you could trade hawaiian don ho shirts for like original integrity pressing <laughs> like that's all he wanted he's like yeah. that's what i'm into like it's crazy yeah uh, it's really funny yeah and but I prefer that so much. Yeah, me too. I, if Dwight was like this brooding, like, hey guys, like, uh, I would be kind of like, oh, come on, man. But, yeah, yeah. And but the fact that a, he's just a partier is, yeah. makes him so makes me like integrity more. Yeah, then you just become a Danzig. Yeah, exactly. And nobody likes Danzig. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he sits in his trailer all day. And he's he just, bitches he's about just shit. Yeah. He's, he's alone. And when you play fest with him, he makes everyone leave the backstage area. Yeah, you, you, you. That was that. Yeah, that was yeah, fun, yeah. fun, fun, fun. That was. Yeah, he had just like he had. So we played fun, fun, fun fest, <clears throat> and the stage that we played, Danzig also played, and they had two trailers, that were like hospitality trailers, and one trailer said Danzig, and the other trailer just said bands. Yeah, <laughs> and so like all day we were just going into the bands one and just getting beer and like whatever, and then. At the, after our set, I went back in, and there's these huge, like, bodyguard dudes. And I went and grabbed a beer, and they're like, what are you doing in here? It's like, I'm just grabbing a beer. Yeah. They're like, you don't belong in here. It's, like, <laughs> it's the band's trailer. He's like, no, this is Danzig's trailer. Like, no, Danzig's trailer's right over there. It's the next one. And it says Danzig. It's like, no, that's for Glenn. This is Danzig's trailer. And it's like... You guys have to have two separate <laughs> trailers, like because yeah. Glenn can't even hang out with his own band. Yeah. Like, what's Glenn doing in that trailer all by himself? I wonder. <laughs> he's, he's, being he's a bunch he, of it, eating a bunch of French onion soup it, and talking shit on Slayer, from what I remember. It's yeah. got to be so sad. Whatever's happening in there. Yeah, maybe uh, he's just masturbating. He I could be like a serious. I just kind of a health freak. Like, I don't know. Someone said he, they saw him backstage one day, and he was eating like finely placed carrots in like a circle, like. Counting every single like calorie he was eating. Yeah. He didn't really look like he was counting calories anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he uh he did like take forty five minutes to come on stage because he had a cold and wanted French onion soup and like and they put up all these extra They had to tarps. put heaters and tarps and stuff and like it was crazy. It was, it was, and then they came out and sucked so bad <laughs> that it burned me out the most. It was literally he went They're into all crate. Yeah, it was what? all crate. It took all, all day crate. to set up all crate solid state like, with, with like, like LTD. Yeah, was Doyle there at least? Nothing against Crater uh, Did he come out and do Misfits? Yeah, he songs did, but them? he he sucked too. And oh. like they they played, they went into horror business, and then when they got to the chorus, I was like, you know, I was like oh, where's horror business? Right, right. Like way off key, and I was like, whoa, this is supposed to be this song. You can even tell what song and it was. On record, that is not well recorded. That's not a well recorded song, <laughs> yeah. but live, it was like insane how bad it was. Like, I, I unrecognizable. Remember, I remember running up. I, I've never, like, I like the Misfits okay, but like Danzig, I don't care about it at all. But I remember running up just, just to see how it turned out. And it was <laughs> like literally all you could hear were like pinch harmonics and then just like, 
Yeah, yeah, he puts the mic away. Yeah, yeah, like it was like he was afraid to actually use his voice or like sing into the microphone, so you would just get these little weird Glenn Danzigisms where it's like, and <laughs> just just like, sing the song, dude. Like scooped, yeah, digital. Like it tone. was the mo- like it was literally like I don't even like it's it. like I'm like the line six. It was like, like line six spider tone, yeah, like setting. That's <laughs> <laughs> bad. Uh, that was so funny. That that made that and Slayer, that Danzig sucking and Slayer ruling made that fest so awesome. Yeah, dude, I remember that because like we, because we had like just we had just met you guys met and like yeah we're like still like testing the waters with one another and all that, and then it was you, us, and was it Clayton? Yeah, Clayton. Yeah, and we were all smoking a blunt and watching Slayer, and I was like. This is one of the tightest things I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I, I was really getting it too. I, I think I remember lots of sing-alongs. And yeah, lots of headbangs. Absolutely, you have to. It was great. That's amazing. Uh, I'm friends with Jeremy from Temporary Residence, and he was like, "Everyone in Deaf Heaven has ordered the Envy box set." Uh, is that true? I, no, <laughs> no, they're, um, they're. I think they're sending it to us, but we, we were, you know what. Apologies for all that. We were supposed to like, they're doing like this really cool um, reissue thing, and they're like asking for quotes from like different artists, just like on Envy's influence. You know? Okay. And we've just been so busy this week. But he asked for one. He sent in exchange. He would send us um, uh, box sets. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if, okay. it, if it's too late. I really need to email him. Gotcha. It's just been like press for this whole thing is like beyond anything i could have imagined like i'm on the phone every day in the van you know having conversations with people around the world uh asking you the same question yeah except <laughs> except you know and nothing against european people but like i love going to europe but i've done a couple of german interviews and germans for better or for worse can be like such punishers you know, and so it, not only am I getting asked the same question, but it's like phrased in this really like punishing way, and then it's like elaborated on like maybe like a five part question, yeah, you know? and it's over like a staticky line, you know, the guy that like is speaking broken English, and I'm sitting in the van trying to compete with like Mikey, tell him to like turn down DRI or something like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, this is kind of <laughs> like what's the most punishing question you've gotten? I mean, uh, let me preface this with saying that, like, anytime someone that takes the the time out of their schedule to interview us about what we're doing and is generally interested in stuff, like, I have nothing but appreciation for that. Um, And it really does mean a lot to me. But, yeah, punishing questions. Uh, Man, when people go into, like, lyrical themes, that was, like, a five-parter the other day. Like, what was it? It was... was your, Your music is very cinematic. Are you influenced by movies? Like, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're all fan of, you know, soundtracks, et cetera. But no, I don't, I don't think so. Your lyrics read sort of like a movie script. Are your lyrics influenced by movies? Like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> what movies are your lyrics influenced by? <laughs> Holy shit, get off the fucking bike. What are you talking about right now? Like, I mean, you know, it's like shit like that. Yeah. Or like, like, God love them, but if we ever have, like, an interview from someone from, like, Southeast Asia or something like that, it's, like, yeah. it'd be, like, in all caps, like, like, <laughs> you play black metal, but say you do not play black metal. 
how come you say this? Why is that? Why is that? And like, like lots of, and like, 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 question. And then it'll be, for me, it'll be like a bunch of like rectangles because my phone can't see whatever, like, like, yeah, it'll, it'll, it translates on my phone to anytime there's a smiley. Which Europeans love smileys. <laughs> it translates to just J. So it'd be like, How are you doing today, J? And I was reading it and it was like also J and I emailed you know Stephanie and I was like, Why the fuck does this guy think my name's J? Or like like starts with a J. It was and she's like, Oh, that's a that's it, that's a smiley. And yeah. it was literally like every question. That's like so funny. Or like a like a tongue out. The curse of the android. Like, how do you feel about being a hipster? Like, yeah, it'll be shit like that. I'm like, like, yeah. like, like, what am I supposed to say to you? About like, that? you guys play this music, but you look this way. Do you do that on purpose? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, do I do anything? Like, uh, so yeah, it's a it's it's a fun ride. But anyway, um, yeah, I need to get back to him on that, and and hopefully <laughs> receive the MV box set soon. That I got right. the I got the book with the dvd cd and it's mm. pretty it's pretty awesome it's cool it's pretty cool that's awesome yeah, i was talking with you know anna yeah yeah i was talking with her uh, about it and she seems really stoked and she'll be there tonight too yeah um we always kick it anytime she's or we're in the city yeah she's awesome record collecting here i mean you're, i guess anywhere in general but i feel like i just don't have space and i keep accumulating stuff mm-hmm. and space is so expensive here yeah that it's hard to maintain Especially with like box sets and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean we're the same way. Like I don't, I don't even have a li- like a room. Yeah, we, we share, we share a living room. Really? I think yeah. we can all collectively fit our belongings into like a suitcase each. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. When we when we toured uh, Europe with these guys, Carrie had the biggest suitcase. And he still has, still got it. <laughs> but he had like one pair of clothes, like one set of clothes. It's like, dude, what is in your suitcase? My my mom's my mom's partner got me. She was like, "You're going on tour and you need this." And my so I got you a suitcase, and it's I was like, "Oh, sick!" Like I wanted to buy one anyways, and it was literally like the size of like it was like five by four or something it's gigantic it's like three suitcases it's so big and so it was like thanks and i'm not gonna buy another one just because i'm cheap but like god this is so big can i just start like sharing your suitcase with you maybe? i have all yeah. of, i have all of my clothes that i own in oh, so it's actually yeah. i use that home as like my dresser or whatever. <laughs> that's the thing like finally you're like everything i own is in the suitcase okay like <laughs> my back Dude, even like like uh like Thomas, like melodic, was just like, oh yeah, like, who has the Star Wars ship for a suitcase? <laughs> yeah, like, like the whole everyone gets in with it, but it's really fun to kick when you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if it, and like, if you just gave it the slightest kick, it'll just completely flip over. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked it's up. like every drum hardware case, exactly. Oh, yeah, my, my hardware case. Mm. I, I he's got a. a he's case. doing a very cool. Uh, four barrel coffee sack for a hardware case on this store yeah, it's yeah, a potato a, sack a literal yeah. sack yeah. 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 very very cool and not annoying at all very yeah. convenient <laughs> I, I love it so not only is it heavy but it hurts to like pick it up yeah. it's all pointy yeah. and you know jabby in the worst places possible yeah. and it itches yeah. <laughs> i think after this we're gonna splurge and get you a yeah, a big a, really yeah a professional one yeah waiting for that day no. <laughs> <laughs> let me know um that's another thing that, that's funny uh, that you'll probably especially find funny is that we haven't gotten any better. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, we have this new record out, and, we, and we've done like we've done a considerable amount of touring, and uh, and there's all this hype and all this stuff. But like, our like 
bass drum doesn't have like a second head on it. Half yeah. of my stands don't have you know felts on them. <laughs> my cymbals are cracked, and yeah, you know, we're still of... changing strings like once every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But we did figure out we did set. figure out the idea of, of uh, per diems finally. After, yeah, after Kathy uh-huh. gave us that pretty good talking to when we got back from that European tour. Yeah, it took her a year and a half to get that talking over. Yeah. <laughs> she really hammered it in every Shouts single time. Shouts out to Kathy. Yeah, I love Kathy, but... And we needed it, God. Yeah, we, yeah we've, I guess we've gotten a little better, but... Even, like, like marriages is, like... Chris has looked at us so many times and just been like, just like shakes his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially him, like, because he, you know, records and stuff. He's very smart about his equipment and uh and we are not but it's all about making the most out of what you got though and i think we're good at that yeah yeah well you have to be when you're this broke yeah it's all about how you play it right that's what they say <laughs> exactly soul that's true i mean is it is it overwhelming though i mean to just go from i mean like obviously you've had other records but just the hype and all the the reaction surrounding this album is a weird going to all this press and all these people heaping this stuff on you all of a sudden, sort of? I mean, I think it's cool. Um, I'm definitely happy to do it. But it came as a pretty big surprise. Um, yeah, like, like stuff I wasn't even aware of, particularly. Like, you know, like our, our first record had gotten what I thought a considerable amount of hype. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, you know, like, where does it go from here? And then, you know, this came out and spin was interested and you know all this stuff and and it's 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 funny because from an outside perspective when you first get that email like spin wants to do it you know it's like holy shit this is crazy and then when it happens you're kind of like it wasn't okay you know you're kind of just like want more so it's it's a it's a in between being surprised by a lot of it and really actually wanting more because i mean why not I was pretty excited to see we were in uh, the Wall Street Journal, right? Yeah, I was talking to Stephanie about that. Isn't that like a kind of an evil newspaper? <laughs> That's kind of like a conservative well, newspaper. You're in the Wall Street it? Journal? I thought, Apparently, you're in, yeah. I thought you were in the New York Times. We are. We're, we're in the New York Times, Times yeah. but there's and a the Wall Street Journal. Journal. Coming out. I didn't know the Wall Street Journal the, uh, had a music section. The New Yorker the, as well. Yeah, so yeah that's crazy awesome. in the New Yorker. Yeah. It's pretty um, amazing. My dad would be so proud of me if I was in the Wall Street Dude. Journal. He loves it. <laughs> yeah. He sends me editorials all the time. Definitely a dad paper. Yes. That's yeah. what made my... I really think that's what gave my parents validation was the Times. The New York Times thing. Like, yeah. oh, it's it's real. Yeah. Like, it's not online. Yeah, it's not, exactly. It's not like, just a music-based thing. Yeah, like, my granddad, like, opened the newspaper. He's like, well, there's carries in this thing. Where, where yeah. were we? They find other, heavy metal. Where were we the other day? I think it was um, Orlando. We just stopped by Whole Foods to, you know, get some grub. And we opened the local paper, Sunbather Review, inside of it. Yeah, it's like, like so surreal just seeing it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool. It, it's it's weird. Do you uh, do you know other music that record store? Yes, I was there the other day, and they had like the Def Heaven out, like Sunbather, up on their like display wall. Oh, it's like sick. a super like like it's a good record store, but mm-hmm. like I don't think they have any metal records there. It's oh, like, really? all like obscure like electronic music and then like you know like reissues of old 70s psych mm-hmm. like totally oh sunday they're, they're like, down on display yeah, i've been i've been crazy. noticing um even at shows like the people that come out to our shows are just way more diverse since the album came out since it's in so many you know, mainstream totally, channels totally. That, that people come up on it that never would have listened to anything that metal before and they come out to the show and they go crazy and it's awesome yeah. I think that bums. That's kind of helps bum out 
the metal dudes even more. Oh, yeah, I think, absolutely. About us. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're always gonna. I mean, I I feel like that even when I got into aggressive music, it was because I wanted, you know, I wanted a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted like, I knew that I didn't want to be, you know, quote unquote like norm. I knew I wanted like, you know, I wanted to hang out with the punks and. uh and that there's definitely something that's really alluring about that and something that I, I feel like is still kept sacred and probably should to a certain degree. But at the same time, you know, at the I same mean, time, all we're doing is just doing what we've always done and then saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And if people are interested, yeah. that's super cool. I mean, who am I to judge a fan? You yeah. know, that, that's that'd be the lamest thing in the world. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing more punk than pissing people off. I think exactly. It's great. <laughs> And really just not giving a fuck in general. Totally. Which, yeah. like, I mean... It's hard I, to. I, yeah, I don't give a fuck to, like, a dangerous <laughs> degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I oh, difficult I, to give a care. Yeah, I should, <laughs> really, I should probably start caring a little more. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so it goes. I don't know. Is there a totally different demographic now at the shows ever since... Slightly. I mean, slightly. It's not, it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy, but yeah. you can tell, like... And, and I think even... Um, like the tours that we had done together is totally the same way because you guys have a hugely diverse crowd. I f- I feel like I mean there's people that I remember at there's people who go to your guys' shows who are like 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 black metal dudes will go to your guys' shows, but then you'll literally have dudes who like barely even listen who just listen to like r- mainstream rock will also go to your guys' yeah. shows. I've noticed like Tool fans or something. Yeah, like or that. the Coheed stuff. You guys do. like I feel like you guys have pulled in everybody. From every like little area of 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 underground music and like, and you've got none of the shit for it too. I'm so jealous. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we we pulled that one. Out. <laughs> I was I was curious like now that like you know like with the best new music and Pitchfork and the fact that like there's this aesthetic to the band that's you know kind of similar to like something you would see on uh, like. Like the album layout kind of reminds me of like Washed Out or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of a and, dream pop type thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, does that does that like translate into like a more like female fan base or? Cause I hope I, so. I've been working. <laughs> I've been working these these shows at Webster Hall, just taking tickets, and it's like, oh, there's like lots of women at these shows, and they're all like indie folk concerts. Mm-hmm. It's like I guess I'm so used to like. Metal shows, yeah. metal shows dominated. being like total boys Audio clubs. Sad dudes, not at United Nations shows. No girls. Yeah, yeah, no uh, girls. It's really predominantly, it's overwhelmingly dudes. Yeah. But uh, the, the, that's what I, you get for making sad dude music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do. Um, I don't know if if the aesthetic has helped girls come out, but I really do think it's cool when women are involved in extreme music and, and actually like have a passion for it same yeah totally because uh you know it's a little rarer i think yeah than, than other musical stylings um going back to like that pitchfork thing though that's one of the things i i mentioned earlier like i didn't really i guess that's like like the review is like a, it's like a thing you know like they review things People find them to be important. It's mm-hmm. so important that even getting a bad review on Pitchfork, a store will order like ten copies of your album just because you're on the site. Yeah, it's like really? probably yeah. Like publicists have told me, it's like pretty much like the most influential thing you can get. It's Whoa. crazy. And and yeah. and I was like, 
you know, I was really stoked and I had done an interview with Brandon and, and I love Brandon. Um, and, uh, yeah, but even so, yeah, when it came out and people were like, how do you feel about it? You know, like interviewers were asking, like, how do you feel about getting best new music? And I was like, is that, is that really like a thing? Like, oh, totally. I mean, that, like so many like indie bands owe their career to that, sadly, you know, like, oh, really? <laughs> Damn. you know, I just always think, I was always thinking like, this is cool, but it's still like a website. Like oh, God, the decibel thing. I hope the decibel review does good. You know what I mean? Like more interested in like the print. I just I don't right, know. It's right. a magazine, but I guess no. I mean, Pitchfork is clearly a especially. But I think what it is is just knowing yeah. what it's like on the from the outside. It's like Pitchfork is this monolithic, all-encompassing thing of uh, under like you know, music, and then like then you just find out it's like oh, it's just Brandon Stosi's just like down with these kind of bands and he helps expose them because he's a good guy like that's about it yeah that's all i've ever really taken it as but yeah. you know it's cool if, if it if people want to buy the record off it go ahead yeah <laughs> right, it's, it's, shouts to pitchfork <laughs> it's crazy how because i was talking to you know some some people in like the publicist world and they're like yeah you know like rollingstone.com gets like way more like daily hits than pitchfork does mm -hmm. but like the people that are actually like really concerned with what's going on in that immediate moment are like all gravitating towards music blogs like Pitchfork. Like, the twenty somethings are going there, right? right. Yeah. So even though it's like, oh yeah, like Rolling Stone likes us, it's like that's cool, but like the demographic that's going to be into you might not necessarily be. Yeah, it's like Rolling Stone is also going to give Skrillex like the cover or whatever, and yeah, Pitchfork exactly. will. will but not. but even but yeah, we got like a but even having a review for Rolling Stone was. <laughs> Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that was I very thought. cool. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, down for it all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. End of the day, like I said, if if you are willing to take out time because you honestly enjoyed the record and you're interested in learning more about the band, so you interview us or do anything that has to do with us, that's just you know, like what more could I ask for? That's just me, you know. Being appreciative. Well, I'm just wondering where our circus feature is for Circus mag Magazine. <laughs> We're waiting on Circus. Yeah. About, uh, what about Hit Parader? Yeah. Hit Parader oh, and man. Circus. We, we actually have a fold-out uh, full Poster. band pick. But it's it's <laughs> half it's half us, and then the other half is, uh, I think, the clown from Slipknot is on yeah. the side. Uh, yeah. Sean. 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 Right. Is that the yeah. DJ? That's the DJ? Or, no, he's the percussionist. Oh, he's the percussionist. Yeah. He, plays, he plays the keg. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. yeah. So, yeah, it's a... It's That's a, some new knowledge. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm still curious I got about some new the Marvel story about you spitting in the girl's mouth. Or the precedence of the story. Well, we were talking about. Uh, we went over. We did a headlining European tour in uh, April, and we played Moscow for the first time, and um, and it was just, it was just fucking insane, actually. Uh, I was really worried that you guys weren't going to come back from Russia. Yeah. Yeah. The stories you guys told us about it, I was worried that we were I know how this go. ends up, man. It does not end up good. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, we were drinking a lot of vodka, and uh, and the crowd was really wild, and it was it was like the best show of that tour. Pretty oh, much yeah. one of the, the one of the top five best shows we ever played. Yeah, it was really wild. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we're in the middle of some song. And when we play, I get in sort of like a power trip, like, and I know I do. It's just, you know, you get, you just feed off people's energy. And I'm like trying to walk to the other side of the stage and I can't move my leg. And I look down and there's this girl who is sitting on stage. And sometimes I'll play in these really like high Doc Martens. 
And uh, like in the middle of our song, she's literally licking from my from my foot up the leg of my boot, <laughs> right? And her like arms are wrapped around my uh, calf. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking crazy. So instead of like being weirded out, I just totally feed into it. And I was just like, you know, it becomes like a domination thing almost. Yeah. And you're secretly a sociopath <laughs> anyways. And she is. So she's like licking my boot and I just like looked at her and she looks up and she opened her mouth and I just spit right into it. And she was loving She it. was down. And down. then she, and then she <laughs> went back on stage in between like during an interlude and drank his beer yeah and then yeah and then she crawls to the drum set where i usually like keep my drinks and she was just hammered is what it was but it was it was interesting it was a highlight i was yeah. so close to just throwing a drumstick right in her face <laughs> yeah because then yeah it got to the point where it was like it was like really crazy and fun and then it was like all right you gotta get off the stage now yeah. like she was just like kind of like laid up on it well it, it kind of culminated in her forcibly trying to go backstage and the promoter physically removing her from the venue yeah she punched somewhat she violently yeah it was an actual tussle like there were punches thrown yeah and like and her boyfriend was there too and he was like playing in one of the he was bands he was in one of the yeah. opening bands yeah. and it was Definitely. it was just you know anyway long sus. story short Whole thing was bootlick. When you hear like the, like the early like the stories of early like American hardcore and stuff, and it talks about like like you know circle pits and shit like that, and like because there was no like crossover of the different cities, like people would see pictures of people dancing in the clubs, and they're like, I guess that's what we do. We just right, like, right. do this shit. And look at that. Like, is Moscow so like culturally isolated? Yeah. That you think that's just what you do. You're just like, yeah. oh, dude. I guess you lick the boots of the singer. Well, <laughs> I remember you guys telling us about like, oh, Moscow, dude. Like, this is the type of shit where like, oh, you'll put your beer down and then like go like to check something on your phone and you'll come back and somebody be drinking your beer oh yeah yeah. and people were like trying to like take your guys pedals and shit like that yeah and... like mike had a pedal stolen off stage like like one dude like like someone will come up to you and like motion at your beer and you're like what and they'll take it and they'll take a sip and hand it back to you <laughs> and it's like, i remember at one point someone being like oh do you need a beer it's like yeah i totally need a beer and he like ran over and took a beer out of someone else's hand and like, <laughs> and like like I don't. I want my own beer. Like, yeah. I know this is communism and like, yeah. <laughs> shared wealth, but like we can at least like have private ownership of beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Moscow was really fun because we were actually going around with these Russian rap stars. It's like this rap group from Russia called Oxymoron. Yeah. Uh, the rapper's name is Oxymoron, and, and this uh, sidekick producer is Porchi. Porchi's yeah. Por yeah. yeah, the the producer. Anyway, so they also work with this like touring company when they're not doing shows. But he was like, "Yeah, like we're you know we're pretty popular. You know, we do hip hop." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And and they started getting like recognized when they took us to Red Square. We like, went. Yeah. Everywhere, like <laughs> sitting down to eat, people were taking photos with them everywhere. And I was like. Like, what the, like, are you guys, like, playing this down, you know, a little bit? Like, how big are you? And then I've come to find out, like, on YouTube, they have, like, millions of hits. Yeah. And they're, like, Weird. Twitter. Like, like 70,000 stars. Yeah. 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 And they just opened for Limp Biscuit over there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now we keep, we keep in touch with them. They're, they're really, uh, actually really cool guys. Yeah. But um, it was just, just the whole, the whole thing was weird. Russia is just its own thing. You know, you're walking around with two rappers and the most... One of the most bizarre cities on earth, but I I really like liked it too. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there. That's awesome. It's fun. I was afraid, you know, and uh, and then we actually did uh, Saint Petersburg too, which was cool. But 
Moscow is definitely like the highlight. The Be, highlight. Beware of the trains out there, especially when it's warm out. Oh man, it was brutal. We did an overnight yeah. from Moscow to St. Petersburg. It's like nine hours, and it was we're like oh, four dudes. Make Amtrak or something. Be yeah, able to like go to the dining car, yeah, get a drink great. or something. And it's like literally like Cold War era train. <laughs> you're in like the sleeper car. Actually, yeah. third world like transportation where we're in this little cabin, four bunks, just enough room for four like, people. No, no AC. AC, no windows. So yeah, the, windows, just, oh, the really window box. was nailed and shut. It, and yeah. it was like yeah. sweltering it was, in there. It was like 90 degrees in there for and nine hours. It was we, so we had brutal. the door open. Everyone's like in their underwear on top yeah. of the covers. Like <laughs> also, sweating. mind you, this is at the end of a European tour. Yeah. And European tour equals zero laundry. And us at the end of a tour equals like no socks, really. <laughs> so My feet were it was bad. Dude. It was so bad. And I wake up to like, wake up at like 3 a.m., we both did because we're like next to each other, and there are these kids in the doorway because we had to leave the door open. It's the only way you could get like flowing air, and they're like laughing and they were like messing with me or something because because <laughs> yeah. I'm like a, like a bloated whale just <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like tidy whities yeah like dying in the heat and like laughing and I was like fuck like shut the door <laughs> and then wake up three hours after that like drenched in sweat because we've had to keep the door shut and yeah. it was. It was, it was pretty miserable, but uh, it was, you know, just so still good. tight. Did you have to take any of the uh, the gypsy cabs? Did you do any of that? No, you mean just like where you just hail a car? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like the sketchiest shit. Where it's like, yeah, there's taxis, but you can also just like stick out your hand and, and like, any anyone will come will over drop. and you just yeah, pay yeah. them to like drive you somewhere. You like barter too. You don't even necessarily have to like, use currency. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we were like, I was blown away by that idea. We're like. The two rappers were just like, "Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Like you can actually make a little extra, like a little extra money if you just want to do that all day." I was like, "That's kind of cool," but like, when you're an American tourist and yeah. you like, show up and like the promoter just like throws one of you in like a stranger's car yeah. Yeah. and speaks in Russian and you like zip off through the city by yourself, it's like, dude, I'm gonna get like yeah, and murdered for my passport. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were babes in the woods out there, dude. Like without without our guides, we would have been. Uh, it would have been. Yeah. It would have been real bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Porchy, one of the guys, was telling me that because uh, he's actually originally he was from Portugal, but he primarily lived in the UK. So he had like an English accent, and then they would just be in like Russia. They'd be in Moscow for like a few months out of the year, but they're like technically from Moscow. Anyway, so he said that the first time he went over there and w- and was doing the same thing. He, like, got in this guy's car, and there was, like, a caged chicken in it, and he had to, like, put the chicken on his lap, and there was, like... The he was, like, holding like, an infant while driving yeah, with, like, one hand. Yeah, the guy <laughs> driving had, like, a baby, and, and, like, the whole family is squeezed in, and he said that he was just, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where the fuck am I? But, yeah, they don't trip. It, you know, it's just a difference of... It's just cultural differences. Yeah, exactly. But, I also got one of those where the guy had like a flat screen TV on the dashboard and it was just like blasting Metallica videos. That's The original guy that picked us up from the airport, which by the way, I don't know if, if I just feel this way, but I, I'm kind of like apprehensive with flying. But flying to like Russia and uh, like Russian airline, it's just like, like anytime something's shaky or like yeah. the takeoff weird, like the takeoff was actually kind of weird. It was frightening. Well, dude. it's a tiny plane too, and those are always. And just it's really if we were, it was something like if we were like taking like Lufthansa like from like we did like from Frankfurt to to Prague like how we started our tour. I'm like, oh, you know, German efficiency. This is all good. Like they've figured this out a million times over. But like it's like some random 
Russian airline and like I'm watching like a Cold War like propaganda black and white movie like <laughs> as like the in-flight entertainment and then it's shaking and I'm like fuck dude like we're actually gonna die right now yeah like the meals they served were like it's like inedible bread yeah. and like weird like baked fish that just had bones in it and stuff it was awful well even like the even like the check-in and security like procedure at those the, at those airports are like fucking mayhem it's like yeah like going through security is like a feeding frenzy at like a there's bread no, line. There's no line. Yeah, yeah there's no structure. Yeah. It's like they open a door and they're like, all right, go through security and everybody like mobs in and like is pushing each other out of the way and you're like, what? It's like that's, yeah. that's kind of like a, a lightweight third world thing. Lack of lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, totally. India, there's no lanes, you know, just like some hey, chaos. I was just going to say the driving is like that too and when we got picked up from the airport, our driver was, was booking it. Just yeah, hauling ass. Killing the road and like laughing and like weaving and we're all, I mean, it was chill and not, was blasting, not to like, mention the not to mention the van was like a disco bus with yeah like it was a crazy it was like a lights. sprinter that had like black lights in it and then like some weird like uh like yeah dancey dance hall lights. On and shades like, like, and he was blasting Rammstein and like <laughs> he was literally blasting like <laughs> like russian metal covers of ricky martin songs yeah like, so surreal yeah and he's just like laughing and like and then we're driving through like russia and i was like this is even weirder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's the great thing. It's like you go so many places in Europe and it's like, oh, it's, it's just like America, but like a little different. Yeah, yeah. And you go someplace like Russia and you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah, like you were like cut off from the rest of the world. Exactly. Like, For crucial years. decades. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, lo- I love being shocked. Like same thing when uh, we first got to Tokyo. We did that Japan tour. It's just so fucking cool, you know. And and actually, you know, Japan had a lot of like American qualities because there's just so Absolutely. much business over there that mm-hmm. you end up seeing like um, a lot of like American things, but just the cultural difference and the way they run things is, is crazy. And that was it. Also, no, no, no bootlegging. In- no, no, no. But Japanese audiences are like the almost the polar opposite of Russian audiences. Well, they're very enthusiastic, but they're very polite. But they're too. very polite. So like, during a clean part. They'll just like I'll be sitting there very quietly and like hands folded watching, and then as soon as the song is done and their shirts done, it's just like an eruption of applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it is cool, because yeah, that, that's a definite thing when you're playing like soft parts. Is I just wait for like the woos, yeah, or, like, the people to yell shit out or something. Yeah. Like, like, during this like really quiet, like yeah. On this this tour run right now, there's been a lot of hand clapping. Surprisingly, yeah. enough. it's kind of kind of funny. Um, you know. I'm down. Like clap-alongs? Like, like yeah. when Carrie will, you know, be doing his little clean interlude part, people will actually be clapping the rhythm, which is just so bizarre to me. Yeah. Some it's arena not. shit. Is it, like, match up to the delay? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes it so much harder. Dude, yeah. I mean, then there's always... Uh, there's just you with your delay. Yeah. Then there's Estonia again. <laughs> but you really needed that sip of beer, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, like, song could wait. But it was, I think it was the, the delay part at the end of Violet, and, like, it was, like, way too fast, and I was like... I'll just move the delay time back. And it's like, wing. <laughs> like, like, fuck, wow. Yeah. I can't believe that happened. It's weird. I think people are scared of silence or something. You know, like, it's weird. Like, there just can't be a quiet moment. Like, and I don't know what the connection is. It's like, I, I think it's, it's just, it's like a, it's a primarily metal show. Everyone, you know, especially when you're doing headlining sets, by the time you get on, is hammered. Like, no one just wants to stand and be like, Especially if they've been moving around a lot, and then we just do, like, a fill and then go into, like, a quick clean part. You know, they would have to, 
you know, go from like raging to like. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, just that's a better estimate. I'm like, you're afraid of death. That's why you need to fill this with something. <laughs> yeah. like, that's just where my brain goes. It could be a deeper meaning. Yeah. I think it's just just people drinking. I don't know. It's all good. People can yell as much as they want, uh, as long as it's just not like telling me to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you suck. Yeah, like, oh, you suck. Is it mostly reassuring yells from the void or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. People some, are stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it actually some hammered guy being like, you're fucking tired. <laughs> Except he's not yelling, you're fucking tired. Ever. <laughs> That's, That's what I would yell. This fucking tired. <laughs> Hella sick, bro. <laughs> okay, he's saying like, you guys rule. <laughs> he's, just, he's just doing a yeah. And like, a, it's more it's more of a, a, a physical thing, like a. In D.C., some, they were yelling so much that some dude was like, yelling stuff is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I love the beer, the the beer cheers yeah. on stage. Mm-hmm. That, when I know that I'm at my most turned up, I'll just pull some shit like that. Oh, like, the Anselmo? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Just channel my inner Phil and just be like, <laughs> like the beer race, yeah. people fucking love it. It's such a simple sign of like, like we're in this together. Yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. I've kind of been on like a stick throwing tip lately. Like, oh, really? if I'm really feeling it, I'll just I'll just fucking throw a stick out of the crowd. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not care who it is. Start doing like the the '80s metal thing where you have like a backstage pass like tied onto the end of it. Oh it's the crew thing. It's yeah. the new thing. Now we just need backstage passes. Yeah. yeah now <laughs> we just need a backstage. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Def Heaven with special guest host Brian Cook from Russian Circles. Thank you for both bands for coming by. Check out all of the records by both bands. They're incredible. And seriously, if Jonah says they're incredible, he kind of knows what he's talking about. And both bands live equally is mind-blowing. You've I, seen Def Heaven live? Yes, I have. And Your uh, face melt? Yes, and my old band, The Love Kill, um, played some shows with Russian Circles a long time ago. And... Uh, it's amazing. Were you psyched much... to finish your set and watch them? Uh, yes, I was. And for they were another band, which is three dudes on stage, and you're like, how can they? I mean, their guitar player Mike loops a lot of stuff, so it just sounds so big. It's, you mm-hmm. know, there's so much going on, but yeah, it's really, really inspiring. Both bands, especially as a musician or just as a listener. Cool. Thank you, Brian, for hanging out and filling yes. in for me while I was off at the beach. Lying on a towel. I was, and I was chasing after children. That's all you do. Uh, if you want to write us a little letter, go to facebook.com slash going off track. We don't have comments on our website because we hate them. Our website does have all of our podcasts, uh, some news when we remember to write about it. And, of course, a beautiful donate button that if you like the podcast and want to uh, support us, we would really appreciate it. If you don't, keep listening. This is everybody knows when you have a podcast, you seldom make any money. It's a labor of love. It is. It is a labor of love. And labor is also what you go into when you give birth, and that hurts like a motherfucker. So think about that, everybody. Uh, Death Heaven, thank you. What was the name of that record again? Someday There. That's what I was doing. (laughs) That is. Was was that a setup? Yep. Yep. Yes. Out of the park. (laughs) Thank Uh, you, Dean Martin. Yes. Thank you, Death Heaven. Thank you, Brian Cook. And we will talk to you next week. Flagging. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.